The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. with Wings Productions presents episode 27 of the Skylark Bell Wingspan. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In our previous episode, Magpie and Julian got engaged during a holiday celebration with the Sarcells at Carnifex House. In today's episode, we read chapter 27, Mirror Pond, in which Lucas experiences the terrible winter of 1925 firsthand. Be sure to listen through to the end of this episode for a preview of a podcast I quite enjoy called Spilling the Crime. Now, it's time to settle in, grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's get started. The terrible winter of 1925 has arrived. Shortly after the New Year's celebrations, weeks of frigid temperatures and relentless snowfalls started taking their toll. Lucas remembers reading about it in Charlotte's letters and in the books and newspapers at the library. But never in his wildest dreams did he think he'd be living it. He is there when Charlotte and Edward pack up their house. He helps Edward and James carry their belongings to the attic. It takes the strength of all three of them to haul the silver-framed mirror that had once been the centerpiece of the dining room up two flights of stairs. He is there when Cerise disappears, leaving Charlotte devastated. He watches as she tearfully tucks the photo of James and Cerise into the lid of the trunk, the photo that he had once held in his hand, the photo that his younger self would find 90 years from now. Once everything is safely tucked away, 
He helps them wall off the staircase and build the closet in what would eventually become Magpie's bedroom. He helps them pack their cart and watches with a heavy heart as they disappear down the road, traveling toward a future that is uncertain for them, but for which he already knows the outcome. Lucas hears about a man's tragic passing in a fire at a nearby farm, and his heart aches. He remembers reading about the incident while he and Magpie were doing research at the library. He remembers sitting in the man's abandoned barn with Magpie, the ruins of the farmhouse just a few yards away. But back then, he didn't know the man. He had no connection to him. Things are different now. The man's name was Earl. He was a lovely, very hard-working man who was proud of his family. He was a wonderful father to his children, teaching them, entertaining them, and caring for them. He and Lucas had worked side by side rebuilding the bunting shed after the wind blew it down. History records events. It records people's accomplishments. But it doesn't record who people are, who they were, not in the most meaningful way. Articles about the tragedy didn't say he carried his daughter up on his shoulders so she could reach the brightest, shiniest apple in the tree, Lucas thinks sadly. With the Carnifex family gone, the Shearwaters have invited Lucas to stay with them at Meadow Lane. He and Farfalla announced their engagement over the holidays, to everyone's delight. It was the happiest Lucas had been in a long time until the cold and snow removed all joy from the town of Pocket. The apple trees in the orchard were chopped down for firewood as the residents of Pocket became more and more desperate to stay warm. One of the last trees standing is the large oak that stands in front of Meadow Lane. Farfalla had desperately begged her father to preserve it, arguing that birds and animals were nesting in it, and she couldn't bear the thought of chopping it down. Finally, Lucas had offered to go out to find more wood, and Mr. Shearwater had relented. Lucas has spent the last few days riding through the fields with Cormorant, searching for any kind of tree the Shearwaters can use for firewood. They have been using what little reserves they have left sparingly, but the pile of wood is dwindling, with no sign of the bitter cold letting up. His first few excursions had been somewhat successful, He'd found some saplings that would tide them over for a few days. Today he has traveled farther than any other outing, but a blizzard blows in as he is making his way home, drastically reducing visibility. Lucas squints his eyes against the howling wind and nudges Cormorant in the general direction of Meadow Lane. They slowly plow through mounds of snow, the wind never relinquishing its hold on the air. Lucas can feel thoughts of Marius's untimely end creeping into his mind, but pushes them away. He needs to focus on getting home to Farfalla. Suddenly, Lucas sees a flash of color up ahead. He squints, leaning forward in the saddle to get a better look. He sees a girl sitting on a large rock. Magpie, he says, his words carried away on the wind. Lucas reaches up to try and pull his scarf from his face so he can see better, 
but a gust of wind blows it out of his hand and onto Cormorant's face. The huge animal rears up in fear, throwing Lucas off its back. Lucas lands with a thud, the frozen ground instantly knocking the wind out of him. He can hear the sound of Cormorant galloping away, and takes a moment to catch his breath and think about what to do next. He thinks about the stories he and Magpie heard about Marius, how he disappeared in a snowstorm by Mirror Pond. If he is at Mirror Pond, then he isn't all that far away from Meadow Lane. If he can just get up, he just might make it. Lucas turns onto his stomach and lifts himself up on all fours, then waits a moment to make sure his arms and legs are unhurt. Suddenly, his hands slip out from under him, brushing away the snow on the surface of the pond and sending Lucas's face crashing against the ice. Out of nowhere, he hears a man's voice. Lucas strains to make out the words. He senses movement nearby and rolls onto his back to get a better view. An older man is leaning over him, a pleading look on his face. Take me with you, he says. Please, you have to take me with you. Lucas sees his bright white snowy surroundings fade to black as he loses consciousness. The man springs into action, groaning as he picks Lucas up off the ground and carries him as best he can toward the house at Meadow Lane. He finally reaches the front yard and leans Lucas up against the trunk of an oak tree on the front lawn. I'm going to get help. I'll be right back, says the man, to a still unconscious Lucas, before racing toward the starling farm across the road. A few moments later, Lucas can feel himself slowly coming around. He keeps his eyes closed and wraps his arms around himself to fend off the bitter cold. On the wind, he can hear the tinkling of a bell. He recognizes the sound of the Skylark bell. I must be near Meadow Lane, he thinks, his eyes popping open. The world before him is washed in white. He can feel the trunk of the oak tree behind him and realizes the house is only a few yards behind. He props himself up against the tree and turns around. In the upstairs window of the house, he can see Farfalla dancing in front of her vanity mirror, her mouth moving like she's singing. He strains to hear a very faint tune carrying on the wind, a tune that sounds vaguely familiar. Something about it sends a chill down Lucas's spine, a chill far worse than the burning cold of the blizzard. Lucas closes his eyes, and the singing gradually gets louder. He has no doubt about where he has heard it before. That surreal voice singing that mystical tune. He first heard it in the forest near Carnifex's house, an ocean and a century away. Lucas feels dizzy and disoriented, and the sensation of his body and mind separating, floating away on the sound waves. The old man makes his way back to the oak tree, I don't understand, he says in shock, realizing that Lucas is gone. He was right here. The old man looks devastated as his shoulders slump in resignation. He knows Marius never made it back to Meadow Lane. 
He read about it years ago. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Wingspan Chapter 28, All That Could Have Been, where Lucas once again finds himself transported, this time back to Carnifex's house. But his feeling of relief is short-lived. The Skylark Bell is brought to you by Phaeton Starling Publishing and features original music by Canal. If you are enjoying this story, please consider leaving a rating or a review. They're both greatly appreciated. You can also support my work through a donation via my podcast provider or by subscribing to my Patreon page. There you get early access to episodes as well as MP3 downloads of the music, artwork, writing, and I have some fun snail mail gifts for Patreon subscribers coming in the near future. Check the show notes for links. Before I go, I'd like to share this reel for a podcast I quite enjoy called Spilling the Crime. Listen to this true crime podcast with hilarious and lively hosts. If you enjoy a good laugh with your dose of the unexplained and mysterious, be sure to listen to Spilling the Crime. Hey guys! And welcome to Spilling the Crime, a true crime podcast hosted by... Me, Umberto Mello. And me, Jonas Grancha. Join us in this big adventure where we will be talking about crimes with a tipsy twist. How this crime happens, I want to know what the is the unwrapped chocolate. Her name is Sharma Melgenlings. Magma... Magmar? Magmar Meningitis? Where is the Lorena? Where is the Oh! Yes, is are those your enemies? <laughs> are they after me too? <laughs> Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? <laughs> what the f***? <laughs> and then he mercer on the carpet. <laughs> Dangerous I mean, yeah, questions. No, it was, yeah, yeah. Why? We did not agree with this. <laughs> Carl said that. Don't copyright. Oh, what? Don't copyright us. Don't copyright us. Yes, please don't block us. So grab your glass, cause the spilling is about to begin. <laughs> Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, creator and host of the Skylark Bell Podcast. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.